Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by Spun Loud Effects. Spun Loud Effects is a really cool company based in West Seattle, Washington, and we're here to tell you all about the Blister and Peel version 2. Thanks to some handy updates, this one is now going to be available for a new lower price. Check the website for details on that. Here's the details on the pedal. It is two sides. The blister side is based on the classic electro distortion and will provide a good volume boost even without turning up the gain. Crank the gain all the way and it slips some distortion into octave fuzz. The peel side is a fuzz effects that has its roots in the bass fuzz design and includes a tone control that will cut or boost treble sounds in the mix. It's a rad pedal. You can ride on both sides separately or together. It all runs off a nine bolt standard power adapter, center negative like any boss pedal. So check it out at spunloud.com. Cultured guitarist. My name is Al, and with me <laughs> is my ever faithful co-host. Come on, Casper. That's, that's the best one yet. Just, I liked it. Just keep I, going. I thought it was great, man. Our uh, our our. Our special guest, somebody I've been keeping an eye on for a while. I've really been liking what he's been doing in the world of uh, amplifiers and and uh, audio stuff. Is Mister Scott sounds like a comic book named Strange mm. from Templo <laughs> Devices? <Nice. laughs> it's going, bud. Not bad, not bad at all. Actually, I was I was a little worried about where you're going with that, and, and you should have been. Was, no, he, yeah. he he did well. I, I'm impressed. <laughs> There's definitely room for fear. The nicknames yeah. go well, awry the, very often. It started now. a little, you know. Uh, it sounded like you were having a bit of a stroke, and then you kind of pulled it together. And... <laughs> you're not you're not wrong. You're nope. very accurate. You've really <laughs> dialed in the whole just vibe of the show. What? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's oh, great, man. man. Super psyched to have you on the show, dude. I, I, like Thank I said, I've much. been following you for a bit, man. Really excited. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of strange to me because, like, I'm just a guy in a warehouse in the forest on a mountain on an island in the middle of nowhere just making things. And it's strange the more I kind of gather more people's feedback and people kind of, you know, it's it's amazing. I love it that there's people out there that share the kind of same passion. Yeah. You well, know what? You know what's really wild is everything you just said also sounds like a super villain of a comic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. It, it, all of those things are on point exactly. I'm, exactly. Now I'm like, yeah. I wish Al had you know, come up with a nicer thing to, you know, a nicer name. It might <laughs> burn us with lasers later. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it all kind of, yeah. On paper, I definitely look like a, like a super villain. It's all good. Yeah, man. You know? Supervillains make cool stuff. Yeah, it's true. They they kind of they're pushing the innovation in the fictional world. That's right. <laughs> totally. You don't see Superman coming up with any no. invent invent oh my gosh. Innovations. Yeah, he's, he's innovative fun. ideas. Yeah. Yeah. What does he do? Nothing. Uh, not much. No. Waits waits it's... around for everyone else to come up with the good ideas. That's right. And then he punches it. <laughs> Okay, well, um, hang around we, naked in phone booths. 
Uh, yeah, given how fast he moves, you got to wonder if, like, he in his world while he's spinning in the phone booth changing, is he yeah. also, like, taking some time to, like, just moon people and, like, no one yeah. will never see I it? I have theories about what he does with his super speed, but I've been warned against certain language on this show, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. This is going to be fun. This is going to be so much fun. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Scott, you're a man after my own heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. So let's let's kick it off with a little bit of just catching up. What have you been up to this week? So we'll kick it off with, you want to start with me? You go. You're pointing to me. You go. You never go first. I know. Well, it's usually because I'm hosting. Or and never something. coming up with anything. Great like leaders. <laughs> I don't know, something. Something <laughs> Churchill said out of context. Uh, what have I been up to this week? I was talking to our buddy Asher at Caulfield Cables. Ooh, I like and, where this is going already. Uh, yeah, I have uh, we we I have uh, I have an order of cables coming my way uh, to completely do the pedal board up. Nothing but Caulfield Cables, because um, now I'm addicted and I can't go back. Thank and, you, Asher. Yeah, you okay. will though have to relearn. How to play your set? <laughs> because it sounds so much better. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if, if for any of our listeners who missed the cable shootout episode, you, you should go back and listen to it. It's really informative, and for you, it's just an hour of pure goodness. For us, it was a night of torture. It really was. It was a long experiment. But what we learned that night is that the resistance is so low in Caulfield cables because I took these things out to a gig after we did our cable test, and so when we recorded the the cable shootout episode. Um, we learned that the because I'd done this gig, I learned that the resistance is so low on these cables that I actually had feedback issues because all my pedals and stuff were set to be too hot mm -hmm. at my own show. And uh, that neat. was really interesting. Yeah. So that tells you a lot about how much resistance your cables are giving you through your, through your patching on your board and stuff. So anyway, yeah, I got some Caulfield cables on my way. That's awesome. Excited about wow. that. So wait, you had everything too bright to make up for your your terrible cables, and now that's coming through. Yeah, uh, kind of. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, like um, mm -hmm. one of the key things I do on my board is I'm 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 addicted to Clean Boost. I love Clean Boost mm -hmm. pedals. Yeah, and uh, I use a Clean Boost to just increase my gain. I do this. It's a dumb, it's an old trick, but I turn my pickup on my acoustic microphonic, and I sing into the acoustic. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Um, it's quite the sight. It's <laughs> it is. People always bring their phones out. That's, yeah, yeah. That's when the phones come out of the gig. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think you're gonna do a tongue solo, but uh. yeah. <laughs> but when I did it, when I had the Caulfield cables running my board for that show, it was just instant feedback, and the only difference was I hadn't adjusted the 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 boost. clean boost at all or yeah. anything else. The only difference was the cables. Right. I'd even played that that venue and stuff couple of times before everything was dialed in the same it was just it was just that much stronger of a signal from the cable so that i was very surprised to because i'll be honest before that um cables to me was i, I thought it was a bit of a split in hairs argument yeah mm -hmm. if, you know if you noticed it great but i don't think most people would but i actually think you would notice the difference with these cables yeah wow so yeah that's my that's my thing this week what about you scott what have you been up to this week man you got a busy thing Oh man, uh, I never feel like I'm doing anything, but then I look 
uh, around and I've got all this stuff done. So I don't know what's happening. But uh, last night, I just stayed up till three and put a, a cold foil pickup in an old K arch top I got. Oh, um, I like the sound of both of those things. Yeah, it was fun. And then I had some like ebony or not ebony, sorry, some rosewood laying around that I've been playing with on the laser. And I'm trying to make like some wooden enclosures for these ribbon mics I'm playing with. So I'm uh, laser cutting like intricate grills. I kind of incorporated my logo into a some kind of image that's also a grill shape. Uh, just just kind of noodling around. I'm working on the chassis design for this new uh, clean boost I'm coming out with. But it's actually, it's more than a clean boost, but we can get into that later. Uh, you had me at clean boost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's, anyway, it's like a, a multi-tool for your board. But uh, but yeah, just kind of working on that. I've been on the phone a lot. My engineer's in the Philippines, and my good buddy who's like Rain Man with circuits is in Ottawa. So I'm on the phone all the time, mm. just uh, soldering and Oh, those and are those are two inconducive time zones to be working with yeah, no yeah. long distance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't sleep. I just, I just make stuff. Oh, that's, that's cool. And you have a laser and you're super villain in the woods. Yep. Yep. Cool. Working on my evil laugh. And you know. <laughs> this really takes up the most it's time. Practicing right? in the bathroom. Yeah. No, that's they not. won't take you seriously if you don't get that. Yeah, no, I get it, man. You got to have a good laugh. Got to have that <laughs> maniacal. Mm-hmm. It's got to be maniacal. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's pretty cool. That's really pretty cool. cool. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm digging a lot. What about you, Casper? The shipments are arriving. Shipments. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, some things I'm st- I'm still waiting on my guitar parts. But that's okay. That's the last thing I ordered. Um, our friend and uh, a big friend of the show, Sheldon Enns, mm. sent me this little ditty. Yeah, he did. This is a one-off, no printing on the enclosure. It's a tweed drive in a different enclosure, like a prototype box. Sheldon Enns is from True North. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Effects, by the way. Just excited, okay? Listeners. <laughs> um, but this is a tweed drive with uh, paper and oil caps, substituting the standard caps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's that's pretty it's, rad. It's pretty juicy. It's like a brick, man. It's it's taller than the standard tweed, a little bit, yeah. but it's got a flush mount back, which is really really sexy. I don't know. I love it. <laughs> and then there's these great big green paper and oil caps in here and i'm really excited about this i was messing around with it for about an hour and a half two hours last night you know with some other things and mixing it in and you sacrificed game time i with did the squad so for that. That i was, did so i i yeah. sacrificed a good hour of, <laughs> wait um, is that an, an amp or a pedal no it's a pedal it's a pedal it's okay. a pedal but uh, true north effects uh, builds a at sheldon he builds a, a tweed drive um, it's got some pretty good notoriety, I guess, and and some traction. It's a great pedal. Sounds fantastic. Um, I'm spending most of this time Googling stuff while you guys are here. <laughs> 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 Where have I been? Little, yeah. little behind-the-scenes secret. We spend yeah. a lot of the show Googling, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. I don't know anything about So, uh, anyways, this this pedal is really special. Um, it's a it's a one-off. During a, a conversation we were having, I think, on the air with Sheldon when uh, when we had him on the show, I kind of uh, mentioned my affinity for one-off weird prototypey things, and I think that he he took that to heart when he when I asked him if he had any tweeds left, and he said no, and I was like ah, oh. but then he's like oh, I got this thing I'll make for you, so I I'm really excited to have it. Um, that's been my my most notable thing this week uh, is getting this pedal in the mail and and just 
burying time. Oh, I'm going to put the screws back in now. No. <laughs> Pass it over here. You're going oh, you to give it a knock you're to get holding it, back it and looking at it. You're not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I got it in my hand. what you do with it. <laughs> One day we're going to have to set up a camera to, to film while we record an episode because. <laughs> It's just you cradling open petals like they're newborns. And, and like waving our hands around like morons and stuff. Like we, we yeah. <laughs> speak for yourself. One Matt, one I remember one episode, I don't remember which episode it was, we were talking about boxing and I was literally air punching and stuff oh, while yeah. I was and talking and holding the bit quest and, we were giving away over your head <laughs> triumphantly. Yeah. And it was like, dude, Casper's looking at me you. like, What are you doing? <laughs> Can't help it. Oh man, this does look good inside. Well done, shell done. Anyways, right okay, yeah. Now that we're drooling over this, let's talk about some other gear I've been drooling over, Mister Scott. Yeah, give us the origin story. Uh, okay. Um, it's weird. Uh, I'm gonna try not to preface this preface too much, but uh, <laughs> I, get this, I get this sometimes, like, because people write, you know, this is I'm not I'm a musician and a traveler first and foremost. Well, mainly a traveler, and I play music just because I love it, and I don't necessarily call myself a musician or i don't uh call myself that much of a traveler i just like to exist and do things and eat nice food and go places but uh um so i started making stuff for myself that i needed and so that's basically everything that i make and produce is stuff that i need and so to the standards that i would want and so when i make things for other people i try and make it as as good as if i was making it for myself um so my mind isn't set to like what will sell or what you know is hot it's just like what do I really need and what is practical? And so I did a lot of traveling. Uh, basically, like 10 years ago, I just kind of sold all my stuff and went hitchhiking around Canada. And I crossed it about like 12 times in the last 10 years. I've been to Mexico, hitchhiked through there and Guatemala a bunch uh, with just me and my dog and a guitar. And as I went, uh, I started, you know, getting more into effects. And as you know, like when you start and you start finding different sounds, uh, then you want to keep expanding on that and so I first put like a, a crappy pickup in my acoustic guitar and then uh started kind of playing with pedals and I met a, a good friend uh he was uh this guy who was just dating a friend of mine and he was like this mysterious figure who you know just drinks coffee and smokes clove cigarettes and hangs out and I was like what's up with this guy and he just solders all day and makes all kinds of crazy things so I eventually uh impressed him with some weird device I had made and so he goes okay you're in I'll show you what I'm up to and <laughs> Was, you know, he was he had this this wall you have to you, to get past, and it for a good reason, you know, because a lot of people come up and go, oh, you make cool stuff. I want this, I want that, and everybody's just bothering him for everything, and uh, and he's doing it just for the love of it. Like he doesn't he doesn't have a business, he doesn't have a website, he doesn't he, his phone doesn't even have a a screen. Like you know what I mean? Like he just uh, hangs out and makes cool stuff. And so I started be, basically being that guy to him and just pestering him and be like, oh. Uh, what if we did this? How many more knobs can we add? How many more things can we change? And uh, <laughs> to the point of, you know, him kicking me out of his house repeatedly. But <laughs> he always let me come back <laughs> because as I traveled, I would send him whatever weird and rare stuff I found. So, you know, like just traveling all over and I'd find, you know, a vintage pickup or, you know, a Chenet fuzz or something like that and just mail it to him. And then that would kind of buy me credits for next time I showed up at his house. You just I'd be like, I want a tremolo, but I want it to do this. And he'd go, all right. We, you know, and so over the years, we just built all kinds of stuff. But the main thing, the core of most of the what we're doing was trying to get me a good battery powered amp so that I could play this stuff wherever I was. Um, and that that's been like a six year journey for this thing. And I'm, I don't even think I'm, I'm close to done, but I'm, I'm as close as I've ever been with this new 
new amp I'm about to launch, hopefully shortly. Um, yeah. Oh man. Well, as soon as uh, when I first found you, I, I I'll, I'll be frank. Um, I was a little skeptical, just mm -hmm. because battery powered amps and I have not had a great experience. Um, yep. You know, I'm not going to name the brand, but we've talked about a particular <laughs> uh, company that we both uh, and Casper actually has one right beside us. So that exact amp. Yeah. Um, no, they're both... great, great coffee tables, though. They're great, yeah, yeah. and that's and, predominantly and what this one is. They one's don't been move used a for. bunch in an earthquake either. Yeah, no, they're great. <laughs> but I, I actually used one on tour with my my former band. Like we we had oh, a wow. couple of like little like appearance dates that we were scheduled to be at, and things like a like pita pits and stuff like that. We're like, <laughs> I'm serious, like weird. No, it's... you know what? It's the perfect amp for a pita pit. It, but it's not. It sucked. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I've actually hitchhiked with the smaller one and almost lost an arm. Yeah, it's, it's, they're, just, they're heavy like and I they don't sound good. And, yeah. So I was skeptical when I came across you and it was like, ah, oh, battery-powered amps. Oh, this is not going to work out well. This is mm. going to be another company that unfortunately goes under or something like that. But then I saw that you were putting Weber speakers in. <laughs> well, I'm doing a warehouse. A warehouse. warehouse. It was a warehouse. Yeah. Sorry, I said Weber, didn't I? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Warehouse, but which is Tony Lomi, also pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's kind of where I was like, wait a second, because that's mm -hmm. a whole different thing. That's mm -hmm. not, you know, rando thing built in China with just a discounty speaker that fits the size, right? Yeah, it's like okay, somebody was doing some thinking here. And, yeah. Well, uh, that's the thing is, my battery amp is my main amp. Like I don't have an amp for portable and then like my good one at home. I mean, I do have some hand-built tube amps from my buddy, but I'm trying to get as close to that as I can with this battery amp. Like, and I think the, the biggest thing for me, and I mean, this is kind of, I was a little worried. I was like, if I come out with this and some big company sees me and goes, Ooh, that's a good idea. Thanks. Uh, uh, but the, the real thing is I don't think I have to worry because most of these companies that are putting out battery amps don't play them. They just make them as an afterthought. I, yeah, I would agree with that. And I you also know, think that, uh, you know, the first guy to come to the market with a killer battery amp, you're the guy after that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, well, that's so that's what I'm thinking. It's like, uh, it's just be good and just make a good thing. Like, uh, so I've been having problems getting speakers now. So I've been announcing this launch for months, but I don't want to put out something that's not good and i've been delayed because of uh obviously the pandemic and my my speaker manufacturer warehouse uh, they closed down because they're in the states and everything's wacky down there mm -hmm. but, um so they just weren't answering their phone and i was like uh so i'm on hold basically indefinitely and my option was i could have went with jensen mods which are you know they're a decent speaker and i have one the thing is my speakers that i use because of this the circuitry and the way that these amplifiers work, they work better with four ohm speakers. I get about twice the output of an eight ohm speaker. So that means I mostly have to get custom ones made. They're not mm. just something. Yeah, you don't, you don't see a lot of uh, four ohm speakers, not in this world anyway. No, they're, they're kind of old school and they're also, but yeah, so I could put eight ohms, but then I'm losing half the power. Um, so I had to get four ohms and I had to get them custom made, but they have to be good. And so with my supplier for Tolex and stuff, they had a whole bunch of 10 inch four ohm Jensen mods I could have got for about half the price. So I could have rolled out with those, but I tried one and it just, it's night and day. Like there's no way I'm going to put out an amp that sounds okay. You mm -hmm. know, like the, the warehouse guitar magnets are like twice as big. So that's most of the weight of the amp. People are like, how much does it weigh? And it's like, well, about as much as 
that that magnet plus a little bit. Um, so they're they're quite light, but I'm trying to also get the weight down. I've actually ordered now, so three months from now, uh, is uh, some Jensen um, neodymium speakers are coming. I was gonna say, oh. yeah, neodymiums are gonna be your friend. Yeah. yeah, so I've ordered those, but that's three months away. They're getting made in Italy. They're being shipped over on a boat. And that so far has been like, that's my timeline. It's like August. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm not going to. Oh, my gosh, I'm not going to make it. Uh, you know, I've been wanting to release and it's summer's coming. People are going to go buy uh, one of those giant cinder blocks instead. And I'm going to be. Uh, I think uh, one of the things holding you back might also turn out to be your friend in that regard. I don't want to say COVID-19 is anybody's friend, but, mm. um you know, if your if your speakers are taking a, a delay because of of how everything got delayed, mm-hmm. um, you got to also consider that. I mean, as a, I mean, for me as a touring guy, I'm completely shut down basically until right. next year. Yeah. Well, there are some people that are saying, "Oh, we're kind of stuck, so we're going to go and start busking," right? So there is a uh, lot yeah, of those. Yeah. yeah didn't so those are, those are kind of the people that I want to be there for as well, right? Are you still so, making the Ramblers? Yeah. So I've got about. 14 of them left from the original run and then i'm kind of pulling focus away from them because they were my first iteration they were like my first offering to the market but they weren't my ideal they're amazing amps they sound great they're super handy uh, and they're they're light but people don't take an eight inch speaker seriously uh so that's kind of been slowing me down and as soon as i said oh well i'm putting out this 10 inch and it's got reverb and you know, mic in and all this other stuff. People are like, oh, sign me up. But the Ramblers kind of look like a toy, even though they're 30 watts and they, like, I can keep up with a drum kit with the, with the Rambler. Mm-hmm. And I've rocked a house party with the Rambler um, and had some some good times with them. But uh, I'm going to try and focus more on the, the bigger amp because that's what I would personally use is is the bigger one. Yeah, I would say I, I would follow your, uh, your tastes that way myself as well. Very, um, I'm very commonly quoted as preferring 12 inch speakers and larger speakers well, in general, but I, I uh, might do it. I might do a, a 12 eventually. Yeah. Oh, that'd be, man, I would love to, but the, one of the reasons I'm doing the 10 is, uh, is portability. Like this fits in a carry on on an airplane. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, the right 10 inch speaker sounds fantastic. I, oh, well the, these ones I'm getting from warehouse are, are amazing. Like oh, the magnet is like double the size it should be. Um, they're, they're just amazing speakers and warehouse are such good guys. Like I, I got so lucky because, I mean, like I said, I was basically a hobo with a guitar, and uh, I I didn't really tell this part of the story, but I've been working on this back and forth with my friend for a long time and kind of trying to figure out how to do it. And then last winter, I was in Mexico, and I found these power amp boards that fit exactly what I wanted to do, and everything kind of lined up. And I go, you know what? I'm going to do this. I think I'm going to maybe make 20 of these because before I've been making like one at a time out of old vintage suitcases and speakers I found kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and whatever batteries I could find. Probably and super so rad. They, they are. They're a lot of fun. I still have some of those uh, floating around that come in for upgrades now with all the new stuff I have. But I was I got on. So I was in Mexico. I found these boards. I went, sweet. Coming home to Canada for the summer. And I sit on the plane next to this guy who's like, what's that thing you got? And I was like, oh, it's this amp. And I'd love to make these so that people can have access to them. And I don't really want to start a business because I love being free but I want people to have these. And he goes, oh, how much would it cost to start a business? And he's just kind of, you know, interested. I was like, wait a second. So this guy's like, I'm going to, I'll just invest in this. And I don't want anything from you. It was basically an angel investor sat next to me on the plane. 
That's amazing. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was everything right time. And then we just did that and, uh, and we started, I, I took a little while to think about it because I was like, I don't know. I kind of like just doing whatever I want. And then I came back to Canada was like living in a house I built on the back of a truck, making these anyway out of scrap parts. And I go, why am I doing this? I should just make a bunch in an efficient way. That's so, awesome, man. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love um, it. And then, so, yeah, but I guess the point of that was, uh, and then I said, okay, let's start a business. And I'm just some guy going, how do I do this? So I just started calling places and I found warehouse and they were amazing. And, uh, you know, there's one guy that I deal with. Trevor, who's been awesome and it's very personable. Like they're like a kind of a family business in a way. And, uh, I just found all these people that were just like, yeah, we'll give you, uh, OEM pricing and we'll, you know, we'll sort you out. We'll do what, get, get you some speakers you need. So the good news is I called them the other day and they're back open and I'm going to have my speakers in two to three weeks. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'm, I'm going to do the warehouse run. So they're a little heavier for sure, but they're so worth it. The, uh, Neodymiums are going to be great down the line, but they're they're quite ex more expensive as well. well I think so, you know there's something cool like not to steer you like try the neodymiums. I want to hear both, but yeah. I, I definitely think like you know you're in a good place with warehouse because they have a great reputation and yeah. a huge selection. Like really, yeah. when you get your your sound dialed, whether yeah. you know I'm not, I don't know what what exactly the speaker is that you're using, which ten it is, but they've got so many that they can really really hone in on the exact thing you want those guys are super knowledgeable yeah i'm using the the gcs mm. and gcs which is a great speaker nice it's the smooth cone one the smooth cone yeah yeah it's really not nice. familiar with that one. Oh, really no. they do the it's... the smooth cone the ripped cone um i think that's the gcs so that's got I'm trying Ceramic. to think if that's the 35 ounce magnet i can't remember Anyways. They're they're pretty hefty magnets. Yeah, <laughs> they kind of remind me of the ones Doctor Z was having made. Uh, for I guess Celestion was making them where they had the thicker magnets. So it's a ten inch speaker, but it's got this big big booty magnet. I think on yeah, it. I think they've got the two different sizes: There's a thirty five ounce and then like a fifty a fifty ounce or something. It's just immense. Yeah, yeah, and so that's the thing is I'm okay with the, with having a bit more weight on the amp if it just gives you a nicer sound. Yeah, I think and people playing yeah. them are probably going to be okay. I don't think most people hate weight if the delivery is there when they're using yeah. the product. Yeah. And that's the kind of trade-off that I've been playing with for all of this, like uh, when with the batteries as well. So I'm having batteries made They're the same cells they use in Tesla's, which are the, I think the 18560s or 18650s they're called. Uh -huh. And they're, they're lithium cells and I have special packs made. Um, and then, so basically as I go up in voltage, I can get more wattage out of the circuit. Um, but then I'm getting a heavier amp as well, I'm getting more battery cells and all this stuff. So mm -hmm. I'm I'm playing with all these kind of trade-off of weight versus power. And I ended up deciding on going with 50 watts. I could have made them 100, and I you can still actually uh, put a bigger battery in there and get 100 watts out of the same amp, which is neat. So like in the future, if you're like I really want 100 watts, I can just sell you a bigger battery, mm. and you just you just plug it in and then you get more power. But I don't think anybody really needs more than 50 for anything. If you do, you can mic it or you know. And and to be able to get that nice crunch at a lower volume without going deaf, I just thought fifty is is great. Yeah, well, that's cool. I mean, there's like there's so many reasons I can think of that would like that make your amp kind of extra cool. Even in the sense of like you're playing on like you're you're playing on a regular venue and you're still gonna mic the thing up or whatever. Yeah, your amp being what it is, you don't need to plug into somebody's dirty stage power. Exactly. No noise. It's no just noise. clean. 
Yeah. And your pedal, your pedals as well are coming from that. Yeah. Pedal power. That's I need so to. I, have, I need to ask. Actually, I, I was looking you're at the, ask about the milliamps. I'm going to ask how many milliamps is that output because um, 3, we were we were having this discussion. Three thousand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that'll you're cover. Good. Yeah, yeah. We were yeah. talking about this. Going. Oh, I wonder what kind of like you know running like a high DSP pedal like your Empress Echo system that you had and that kind of thing. Like, I don't know. That's uh, well. So that, I haven't done like extensive testing yet because I did just switch my power supply system from a switching power supply to a linear to try and reduce noise. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, I know that there is a little bit of clock noise sometimes with some of the really digital stuff, but I usually would power about eight pedals of mine, no problem. And about half of those are digital. I got a ditto X2 looper running. Um, I've got a digital delay and a couple other things. I think I got a, uh, an octaver was it by mm. TC electronic, one of their octavers. So, I mean, it can handle quite a bit. I'm not sure if I can do those ginormous pedal boards. You some should, um, have. I mean, just, Food for thought as we're as we're chatting about it here, and maybe this is an off-air chat, but yeah, whatever. Um, the Empress stuff—they uh, make some of the greatest pedals in the world. I'll stand by that. But mm -hmm. their Achilles heel, sorry, Empress. Um, their pedals are notoriously finicky with power supplies. Right. Like my Echo system did not cooperate well with anything but the best of the best of the best power supplies. Wow. It, it would like. I've never had a pedal that would be so uncooperative with, and and some of the power supplies I didn't like were not bad power supplies. No, but it was just the the pre the uh, the preload on the system with like you say dirty stage just, power and everything. Yeah, if it didn't just, have the a proper isolation the or anything like that, it would give me just, noise. If yeah. I touched a switch, it would make weird noises. Oh yeah, um, that would be a good pedal for you to have just for a test. Right to see. Yeah, if you can. What's happening? I was having some problems with, I got the Dr. Scientist uh, Dusk recently. Ooh, we oh, got, yeah, we each have one of those as well. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a great pedal, but I, I've been getting a little bit of a whine just in, in working with that system. And the funny thing is, I don't even think I have a wall wart anymore. Like, I just use my amps to power all my stuff for so long now that I don't have any regular power supplies. Because huh. um, it's just so handy. Like, I, I bring a Rambler into the next room, and I've got my power supply, my amp, it's, I mean, it sounds like I'm selling it, but for me, the, the practicality of that when I'm at my bench and I'm testing things or hey, I want to go but upstairs or downstairs. Away. <laughs> that is, that sounds perfect. Um, but, and that's the thing is like, I'm not really, I don't really want a business. I just want these to be accessible for people. And, uh, and they're just super handy. And so that's another point, I guess, is when we look at, so I've been having a hard time or not a hard time necessarily, but people are great. I love them. And, but customers are a different type of people. And everybody's asking me different stuff and everybody has such different requirements, right? And everybody's saying like, oh, can it do this? Or have you tried this? Or will you do a base version? And it's it's great. I'd love to, to address everybody's needs. Um, but there's some of the stuff that's, I don't, I don't know. Like, first of all, I'm not an engineer by any means. I'm self-taught and kind of ask questions to the right people. And so it's, um, I'm doing my best to try and make it fit all these different situations. But one of the biggest things for me is I don't really feel like I'm designing this for people who love ultra high-end sound stuff. I mean, I'm not saying by any means that it's bad, but my thought is for those people who need this. So like I traveled a lot and saw, you know, friends of mine in Mexico who that's their life is, is gigging every day. And, and they're not necessarily running 50 million pedals and all this advanced gear. They need something that sounds good, is loud, powers their few pedals and, and kind of, you know, hits those situations. Uh, one guy I can think of is uh, Mdu Mokhtar, who's I, I was trying to get in, get a hold of them recently, and he's like um, 
a Tuareg musician who plays like in the desert and all he plays is battery amps. And so that's kind of where I'm going towards is it's great to sell these to people who, who collect and have all this gear, but I also want these to be accessible to people who this will change mm. their performances. This will, this will give them access to music or like one, one of these, uh, one guy who, who got a hold of me is this young guy from South Africa who, who was like, these would change our scene down here because we have rolling blackouts. So this would allow us to play whenever. Yeah. So that's the kind of stuff that makes me happy. And that's kind of what I'm focusing towards. So I'm trying to make it as high quality as I can, but I'm not putting a whole bunch of energy into like making sure that they're, they can run these ginormous pedal boards and, and. Oh, I think that's that. fine, man. You, you don't need to be all things to all people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of my, the hard thing is I'm trying to, trying to check all the boxes. Right. I mean, get, get your footing under you and, and, and go for your vision. Like yeah. if you want to expand your offerings later to have a version that is for, you know, a thing for, for people who want a giant pedal board and a portable amplifier. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, I mean, okay. they can run a lot of, a lot of pedals, but I, I don't know. I haven't solved that um, super finicky power supply stuff. You know what, I've, man? Uh, I think if you're, if you're looking at, if you're a, uh, here's my personal opinion. If you're a mm -hmm. musician and you you need portable battery powered stuff that will also power your pedal board, mm -hmm. pedals that are super finicky about their power supply are not where you should have on there yeah. anyway. You should yeah, that's should that's kind of how I feel. Have some consistent, reliable thing because if you're if you're having pedals that are finicky with their power supply and you're somehow in a position where you need everything battery powered, eh, those two things are not conducive. Yeah, I mean, you got to compromise in some places, right? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I've never, personally, with my pedals, I don't have a problem at all. It all sounds great. I don't get noise, and, and I don't, I'm not missing any power to, to power all these pretty heavy drain stuff. But I haven't tried, like, I don't do Strymon or Empress. They're amazing stuff, by the way. Um, like, I, I admire those guys and, uh, like, Chase Bliss and all those guys that are doing, like, super advanced stuff. But I'm a guy coming from just figuring it out on my own and, and asking a few people some questions. Mm -hmm. And so I, I mostly do a lot of analog, a lot of home built effects. Um, so yeah, I mess with that stuff. Mm. Well, I know but, that the thing I own, the battery powered amp that I own, uh, doesn't do that at all. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you, you've definitely I, got honestly, something up on, on some of these bigger players. For I sure. think these things are a terrible design. Oh, it's awful. The battery life is not long. It does not no, no, operate without no. tons of noise. So that yeah. one will do charging. about 15 hours. And tone, wow. Yeah, it'll do about 15 hours, but it weighs the same as yeah. the core of a dying star. Yeah. It is. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> yeah, and they're, but they're, those are lead acid batteries, and that's their yep. biggest downfall is they're stable. You can charge them with anything. You can just hook a solar panel right to it, mm -hmm. but they're heavy as heck. And, but, you, uh, and you, but you can't play it while it's charging. Though, you can, but it'll make no, a bunch of can. noise. No, man. My, it mine does, you can. It'll take the battery out. I've, 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 you ever see these come up? Oh, okay. They're, they're always, they always come up for sale really, really cheap. The battery toasted. Because the battery's toasted because people oh, play them uh, while, they're, while they're charging them. Well, then I damaged the battery on a couple of rental units. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no mine, mine you can play while charging, no problem. And your your amp, only, yeah. Yeah, and yep. it only adds about as much noise as you would from any plug-in wall wart. Like if you were to plug in an amp, you'd get that same little bit of 60 cycle. Oh, That's gosh. the only noise it mm. adds. Scott, I'm falling in love with you a little bit more and more <laughs> each minute. Uh, I guess the, uh, one of my favorite things is the preamp for it. Cause that's the biggest thing is, so these aren't like the, the ones we're talking about, these big guys, they were just kind of designed as like PAs more than guitar amps. And yeah. I'm basically trying to replace your tube amp is what I'm going for. I'm saying, cut your cord, play your tube amp anywhere. Cause I have a tube amp and I never play it cause I'm always moving. 
you know, and I wish I could play it, but it's like, oh, I got to find a plug. Um, and so my preamp I actually designed is, uh, you guys were talking about 12AX7 tubes, I believe, in, in one of your last ones. Mm-hmm. And this this, um, this preamp is basically a JFET transistor replacement for a 12AX7 Perfect. preamp from my custom-built tube amp that my buddy built based on a, a vintage magnetone bass amp. Cool. So, That's awesome. Yeah, it's got a bit of history to it, and I, I tweaked it the heck out of it until it just sounds great. Like, I really love the sound of it. Um, and then I put a little, um, some digital reverb in there that I think sounds pretty nice. And, um, the other thing that I thought was pretty clever that I did was, uh, cause I'd never, I just can't, I was just, I was like, oh, maybe we should throw this in there. And I asked my engineer, can you put in this switch and wire it up? And basically it's a bypass for the reverb because I also have a, an XLR in, I have a mic in with its own volume. So right. you can. So you can sing, like if you're a one-man band or whatever. Like Again, for these scenarios where this is, you need this. Oh. This is all you got. Can I hazard so, a guess what you did? Yeah, go for it. Did you put a switch in to bypass the reverb on the vocals so it stays on the guitar only? I did, but I also you can also go the other way. Oh, you can, oh Scott, yeah. you, you are a smart guy. So you can do just vocals, That's just smart. guitar, or both. It's a three-way switch. Very, very smart. Oh, I and like then, that. On the last revision, we just also put in a foot switch jack for the reverb, so you can foot switch turn on and off. Dude. So, yeah, I'm trying to cover all the bases. i got to line out. It is um, unbelievable how many amps do not offer foot switchable reverb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, and it's always, it drives me nuts because I don't always want reverb on all the time. Yeah, yeah, you want to be able to, to control it as you go. And that was just, just now as I was doing my last revision for the boards and send them into prototype. I was like, oh, let's just throw a, a jack on there. My engineer hates me, by the way, because I'm always just changing <laughs> stuff. And he's great. He's super patient. He's awesome, dude. But uh, I'm just the wacky Canadian inventor he has to deal with. I'm like, can we do this? And he's like, okay, there's no space. I'm like, you'll find space. <laughs> or <laughs> you can do I just tell him I believe in you. And he's like, you son of a... <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because there's, there's some stuff I'm because he's great and I chose him because he's super friendly and kind of uh, like he's not super established necessarily. So he wasn't expensive. And and that way we're kind of learning stuff together. And so there's some stuff he goes, I don't know how to do this. It's like, well, I'm paying you to learn. So now now you can now it's cool because he's doing this stuff for his pedals as well. Like he's like, oh, great. Now I know how to you know export these and have them made by you know, the SMD stuff that's made by machine or whatever. Now he's he's doing those for me, and now he's doing it for himself as well. So it's kind of fun. We're on that journey together. That's awesome. That's so great. Everybody's yeah. got to have a great right-hand guy. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's – well, and then my my buddy Dave. Shout out to Dave, by the way, because without him, none of this would exist. But he's that the mysterious basement guy soldering and smoking clove cigarettes all the time. Uh, <laughs> those are his vices, solder smoke. And so, like, we – hours and hours on the phone. But he's just a genius. Like – yeah, I, I call him up and I never took to smoking. Um, it was I just never got the appeal of it, and that's mm-hmm. no judgment if you're a, if anyone out there is a smoker. Um, but I will say a couple of my friends convinced me to try clove cigarettes, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, I got that one right away. That was great. I loved them. They're, yeah. they're amazing. <laughs> they, yeah, they're great. They, just, well, they don't sell them in Canada anymore. No. Because the children, I'm kind of glad they don't. <laughs> I ended up with a pack of clove cigarettes from Japan once. A friend Ooh. of mine who is a karate instructor, and and you know, he would go over to Japan for all these competitions and stuff, and then uh, he would bring me back stuff because I used to be a smoker a long time ago. But um, 
I, I know exactly what you're talking about. When it was <laughs> so cool. I feel it. <laughs> well, the, the clove cigarettes just got me the, the crackle. When you, yeah. You oh know, yeah. That's just the, like, oh, so here's a little them. secret. Here's a secret for people out there. If you roll your own cigarettes, I've experimented with this. I don't smoke anymore, but, uh, it's not cool anymore. It used to be cool, but uh, <laughs> well, and, and you know, deadly. But the trick is, yeah. Well, I guess everything's deadly though. Oxygen just slowly oxidizes your whole body. It takes a hundred years or so. But, um, but what you do is you roll your your cigarettes, roll tobacco, and you put like half crushed cloves in there as the secret. That's how you get the crackle. If you just oh. put clove powder, it'll just taste like clove. You don't get that signature campfire crackle. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. I was just saying how grateful I was that I couldn't get them, so I didn't have to worry about forming oh, addiction. Right. Sorry. Yep. Off so I go. <laughs> I'm an enabler. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, but, also, um, mom, I'm sorry. I never told you I tried clove cigarettes. <laughs> oh, we're such a bad influence on the. Uh, on the kids. Mm-hmm. All those guitar kids gonna start clove cigarettes now because of us yeah i think they're they're gonna be fine they're gonna make their own decisions and uh you know i would say it's the healthy healthy seems to be the prevailing trend these days yeah and uh since cigarettes are notoriously unhealthy in all their forms yeah it seems like people are just kind of content to not do them anymore but you know somebody is aware of all the facts and chooses to smoke anyway hey Mm. That's their choice, right? Well, well, now I'm on the solder smoke. That's my new. Oh, oh that's uh, a good smoke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're, that's a that's a lifelong thing. You're you're not gonna kick that. I'm sorry. The my smell... buddy Dave like likes to point out the vintage solder, so it tastes better. Like the oh. uh, the old seventies <laughs> ones, just got a, a flavor you can't get anymore. Man, I I love <laughs> the smell of solder so much, and I. I... <laughs> I know how terrible it is for me. Not how you use it. It's not every time I'm I'm wiring in a pickup or something. I'm just like, oh, that's good stuff. This is funny because a couple friends of ours, uh, Kevin Leclerc from uh, Sound Slice Effects and uh, Kevin Schoen from uh, Schoenswood, they they've built themselves these these solder. He's sucking fans. fans yeah. to, and that's like, what's why? Why? What did why? you do that for? Why would you want that why, smell why, away why, from you? you? <laughs> well, it depends how much soldering you do because, I mean, both Dave and I have both come to the point of the night. It's four in the morning. We've been soldering all night. And it's, uh, what was it, the Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland? That was based <laughs> on the fact that, you know, hat makers used to use mercury or whatever, and those yeah. fumes would literally eat their brains and so that's kind of you know that's not optimal for this career no no i get it i get i mean i'm also the guy that when i'm filling up my car i'm secretly i drive a diesel it's not the same appeal. no that's a horrible so thing. with solder you're like a weekend smoker yeah you know? yeah sure yeah i don't do a, it regularly so you're not a roll a day smoker <laughs> <laughs> no if i if I ever get to doing a lot more soldering regularly or maybe if I'm at a custom guitar brand again, I'll have right. to uh I'll have to get a, a, a solder fan and uh... <laughs> so let's uh I wanna know about this clean boost. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> You're not even gonna ask him about stuff that's already on the webpage. Oh jeez. <laughs> It's funny. Tell I just, me about I was, your secrets. <laughs> I was just picking it up. So this again, and this is funny, um, not to, to tootle my own horn here. Is that a bad word? Um, <laughs> no, man. To, the, the imagery. You, whatever the imagery you want to do to your horn is your business, okay. but as long as you're Fair on the enough. show, you're welcome to toot and I or call tootle. it Miles Davis. No, um, so <laughs> he just bended at a 45. So <laughs> the, uh, 
it's funny because um, my investor at one point uh, compared me to Steve Jobs. And I was like, okay, I'll take that. But um, where to me, I guess, like my the way I'm approaching this is, is important to me to not just like, I, and then it's funny because now that's a bad comparison because Apple did that thing where they removed the headphone jack mm. and then they sell you the headphones separate. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so I kind of had a similar dilemma, which is, I came up with this pedal for myself years ago, and I still have it, the prototype right in front of me here. It's this big clunky thing, but it's basically a box that mixes my guitar and my mic together. That's been a quest for me forever because of practicality reasons, right? Like I'm singing, I'm looping, I'm beatboxing, playing, and I want to mix them. And my first one was literally just twist the wires together, and that's how I'm mixing them. But obviously, the impedances and the volume. So over the years with Dave, we're just kind of working on different stuff. And so I came up with this, just a little two-channel mixer, basically. One side's XLR, one side's guitar. And you can either have the guitar buffered or boosted. And uh, and so I had this option where people were like, well, why are you putting an uh, XLR jack on the amp if you can sell them this box <laughs> instead that does that? And I was like, well, I'm not going to be, you know, Apple about this and and give you the option. And for me personally, I wouldn't use the XLR jack on the amp because I'm running my mic through reverb, through a looper kind of thing. And so for me, this kind of thing is uh, that I'm making is is more my speed. And it's called Splice. And basically just splices your guitar signal and, and a mic together. But what I've added is a three-band EQ on the mic side nice. uh, with, with center notch. And then on the guitar side, it's just a buffer. I just chose some nice buffer circuitry some classic stuff. And then um, originally it was a toggle switch if you want to run the, the guitar through the same boost as the mic. So you can actually have the guitar just buffered and, and the mic's kind of coming in and it's boosted and, and EQ'd. Or you can also boost the guitar. And so then my friend's like, why don't you make that a foot switch? I was like, all right. So now it's kind of a clean boost pedal. There's a foot switch and a little... So the guitar either goes through buffered or it goes through boosted. And then the volume for the guitar is only active when it's boosted, huh. hmm. right? So, so otherwise it's just, you're not really touching your guitar signal. And then when you boost it, now the volume control for it is active. And then, um, and so I'm using a MOSFET booster for it. So you can, you can actually tweak those little trim pod on the side. You can push a screwdriver through and tweak the gain if you want. Um, so you can get anything from clean boost to like kind of dirty clean boost, if that's a thing. Yeah. And, yeah. That's and, cool. uh, <laughs> there's there's all kinds I mean, of magic. It's boost. It's yeah, yeah. Bo yeah. boost is boost. Yeah. Just boost and you can push it uh harder. Um and so the the other neat thing is the mic side is a combo jack, so you can plug a quarter inch into that as well. And so you can run your guitar through the three band EQ, uh, or you could run two instruments together. It's just kind of like a really versatile little little box that's basically just a multi tool kind of thing. That sounds very cool, man. I'm, yeah, so I'm into it. Working on that. What's that? I said, I'm into it. Yeah. Well, uh, and again, it's something that's just, I needed it. So I'm making this stuff for me and I'm kind of trying to check all those boxes, but also thinking about what other people would need. And so it's nice to have that three band EQ on the mic. Cause I was always wrestling with my mic tone and stuff. And, and the other cool thing is it's about the size of, um, it's hard to, hard to say, I'd say about seven centimeters by six centimeters. So it, it's really small. The splice is that size? Yeah, the whole box, the whole the whole pedal. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just yeah. looking at a picture of it right now. My, um, yeah, my brain is struggling to do those dimensions. Yeah, <laughs> so well, it's, six uh, centimeters. It, it, fits is... in, it fits in my hand. It fits my palm. That's like wild. Yeah, so it'd be about 
It's as tall as a 1590B is wide, I'd say. So like take a take a regular pedal box, flip it on its side, and cut an inch off of one end, and, and it's about that size. Okay. Oh, okay. I just found a picture of it here. Yeah, I see. Yeah, so it's pretty compact, and it does quite a bit for for what it is. And I'm I'm really excited about that one. And to be honest, I feel like <laughs> I feel like this is gonna be my my baby because I everybody's gonna need one, and they're a lot less trouble for me to put together. So I, I don't know if I'm gonna. I, do, I really don't know what the future holds with these with these amps. I mean, like this is my first business ever, and it's going quite well, and people are supporting it. But I have no idea. I'm a I'm a relentlessly uh, curious person, so I I don't know what I'm going to be doing in a couple of years. Yeah, well, I mean, being open to change and being open to possibility mm-hmm. is a very smart choice, I think, for businesses and for people. Um, yeah. That being said, I do really think your amps are a genius thing i th- I think there's there's a room uh, there's there's a desire and a, and room for both of these yeah i i have a i'm really interested actually the uh i just lost the word i'm looking for the ingenuity of the idea that the splice is it, it's deeper than i can really like fathom at the moment uh, <laughs> i didn't i didn't know it was like it was a thing until just now but it's quite the quite the device i'm actually really intrigued by it well, yeah, I mean, like, it's nothing, it's not fancy in terms of, uh, I'm not using, like, super DSP and all kinds of uh, digital stuff. It's just an analog uh, thing, but I think, for me, it's about practicality, first and foremost. Um, and, and yeah, it's just about, it's something that you, you, people just would need. You'd be like, oh, my God, this is exactly what is missing for me to accomplish these things or there's so many scenarios that this can work and the the thing i didn't put in it was uh, a di out there's just no room left in this box this was one of those things where i told my engineer i believe in you you can fit all this on this tiny <laughs> it's, he, he nailed it he pulled it off because it's he fit a lot in there it's cool it's cool device i don't uh, i mean i know i've seen uh, a similar device made by like one other person but um uh, not, I wouldn't think, I, I don't think they've, they've, um, yours is thought out better. I'll just say that. <laughs> oh, thanks. But so again, to me, like most of this is just, I, I, to me, it, it seems like it's inevitable. Like it doesn't even feel like I invented this. It just feels like this has to be this way to be useful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. You know, I, people, people say some funny things about things like Gibson Les Paul, not to slander the Les Paul here. Uh-huh. But people have always yeah. hailed the Les Paul as one of the most inventive and and unique things, and it changed the world. And it's like, well, it's it's well, a shrunken, compared to the loop, yeah, it's a shrunken Spanish style guitar. Yeah, that was an inevitable design. Uh-huh. If Gibson didn't do it, ten other people would have. Well, and that's most of the things that are on the market are just like a plinko game of of you know the things that are not practical just kind of fall off the wayside. Yeah, you know, like all of those. I mean, you guys could do a whole episode on inventions that never made it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it'd be. Uh, hey, it might be hey, a good hey, idea. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I can see I the wheels turning there. On that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, when 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 we get paid for it, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I get paid in likes. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've just sidetracked. You ever guys seen that one where it's like this little plastic black box, and you hook it under the strings at the bridge of an acoustic and stretch it to the edge of the guitar and then you strum and it's got springs in it. It's like a, like a reverb. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. (laughs) There's so many things like the, 
the is it the Gizmotron? It's still being made. Oh, uh, those are kind of neat. I I heard they like kind of break up easily or it's yeah, it's, it's like. So if, if for, any, for any listeners who aren't familiar with the Gizmotron, it attaches. I have no to idea. Your, what you don't that know. Is. No. Okay, so it Teach attaches. Me. It goes over top, kind of where your bridge is, on your guitar. So mm-hmm. you can no longer palm mute. <laughs> okay. All right. So just right there. Say goodbye to that part of your and technique and repertoire. Yeah, it's battery powered, so you got to turn it on. So it's it's just sitting above your pickups, going. <laughs> and above each string, is a whirring mechanical slightly like nibbed disc that spins <laughs> so when you press a button there's six buttons for each string or one button for each, six buttons one for each string yeah yeah when you press down the button it infinitely sustains that string like a violin mm. so you can play your guitar like a violin which it's basically is, a hurdy-gurdy for people who don't like rent Yeah, it's exactly that. <laughs> I, I'm getting it now. And the and and, and just uh, I said we said a long time ago that we were we would not. This is one of those products that I that if they offered to add this is the, on the this show, this is the another jellyfish. This pick. is another jellyfish pick. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't take your, I can't take your money, I can't do an ad on the show because I think your product is complete. Crap. Oh, but why not? It's like American Idol where they show the really good and the really bad. <laughs> well, just like it's it's a so because it's a mechanical thing, those discs are gonna break. Oh yeah. They don't yeah. offer replacements. No, you gotta mm-hmm. buy another one. You gotta buy another Gizmotron. Yeah. It's, it's a permanently affixed thing on your guitar. So it's like I don't know why you would do that. I I don't know how it right. attaches, but it it's gotta devalue the guitar. So it's it's kind of a, a moral stance that you're contributing to like people buying stupid junk that's yeah, gonna, like have you ever it. seen the uh the cases that just cover your guitar neck to protect the strings? What? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's a thing. It's a thing. And I was just like Wow. I want this company to die it's a like, horrible death. It's like a wow. tube sock well, it, for it your strings. Really just evo- like capitalistic evolution will just take them out eventually. Oh, yeah. But you know, my, my beef is this, I feel bad because when you're first starting out on guitar, when I was first starting out on guitar, I didn't know what the kitschy dumb products were versus the right. ones. Like, give me something that'll make me better, please. Just yeah. Give me that like, so I can be Jimmy. I just, <laughs> you, you, those, those products sucker in people who are beginners. They're not dumb people. They're just naive. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things like that in the world. And I don't like that. They're taking advantage yeah, of people. Fair enough. Yeah, oh, that's good then. That you, so Yeah, I kind of have a similar, I guess, a conundrum. I even had somebody on Instagram kind of come at me pretty hard because he was saying, like, oh, nice, you're using lithium batteries. You know, those are mined by children. And I was like, well, yeah, you know, that's not great. Like, there's there's a lot of things in producing items that is not great for, you know, the planet. And in general, I try to be aware of that, but I don't know if there's much i can do other than think globally act locally you can only do so much i'm not saying i'm not excusing the it was hard not to tell him that he was writing me that on a phone with a lithium Lithium ion battery battery. that's exactly what i was gonna say Uh, hypocrites come in all sizes i guess i don't know where all my products source all of their resources for everything i am sure that when i occasionally partake in a chocolate bar or something like that i am accidentally contributing to things that i should not be I think you're also eating like um, 3.5 uh, insects at the same time. That's another. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, yeah, you, you do your best to act responsibly and to, to make a difference where you can. I don't think you can take on the guilt of the weight of the world. No, well, and that's the other thing is like, I mean, all, most of the stuff that we use is chips and components made in China. And, you know, a lot of, 
I don't think I'm employing any sweatshops by any means, but I don't know the origination of every single, you know, resistor and, and capacitor in there. So it's always, it's neat to, to think about and definitely something to consider. Uh, and it was great that he brought it up to me, even though he was kind of, you know, angry at just everyone in general. But it was, it was neat that he came at me with that because then I was like, oh, I never even thought of that. And now I should look into it. Mm-hmm. That's a- but it's, yeah, it's good because I don't want to be putting junk out into the world. Yeah. I, I want things that are useful and will be used. And Dude, just do your best. Just do mm-hmm. your best. You're doing your best. And I think you're doing a wonderful thing. Thank you. I think, you know, you can do your best to research where your batteries come from and hopefully find ethical sources. Mm, yeah. That you can do. Yeah. I also think the fact that you have this vision of giving musicians in countries where, like, they have rolling blackouts or guys that are in places like the the, the Tuareg musician you mentioned who are, you know, traveling through traveling through places that may not have power at all let alone reliable power but are still bringing their art and their music to people who want it yeah yeah and I, know, I think that's kind of the core of of why i'm doing this is just remembering what music has brought to me and and then trying to help push that forward rather than trying to make a buck or trying to just make something to make something or for a legacy it's just to me it's just i want more music in the world <laughs> yeah, i love that man you're doing good work Thank you. Don't let the um, internet drag you down, because the internet will. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've been having I've been having fun with it though. I've been having fun with some of the because that's the 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 thing is people are like oh corporations out here roasting people. It's like nope, just one guy. I'm just one guy. I'm not a corporation. But uh, <laughs> I like to, you know like the Wendy's kind of Twitter account or whatever. I like to have fun with people that that get angry at me. Good. Yeah. I think there was another pod, podcast that was doing that as well. They just love. You know, you just take it in stride, I guess. And that's the thing is when you're public with anything, you, you have to take the good with the bad. And because you're saying to people like, hi, here I am. Uh, I'm now open to judgment. Right. And so that's that's where some of my innovation has come from is people saying, hey, how come it doesn't have this or or this doesn't work for me? So like feedback has been amazing, uh, getting feedback and trying to just get like a basically I've been asking people doing polls on Instagram, which have been really handy. Like, hey, do you guys want 100 watts and less battery life or 50 watts and more battery life or you know, what, what is important to you in an amp? And so with that, I've been able to kind of tailor this to, to be useful to the biggest amount of people. Oh, that's awesome, man. And I think you're very smart to be listening to that feedback and using it where you feel is right and stuff. I think that's all. You're a very smart, smart guy. (laughs) Thank you. Well, I think just the key for me is just knowing my limitations, if anything, and, and working with them is knowing I'm not an engineer. I'm not a businessman. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. So how do I figure it out? How do I get that information? Well, Howard Hughes wasn't an engineer. He seemed to do mm-hmm. it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a, a question about um, about that, of knowing your limitations and, and stuff. Is it, it, Now, is that a like a Chevy S10 you're trying to load that laser into? Because, <laughs> dang, dude, <laughs> there's no way yeah. that thing fit. Oh, yeah. Uh, it fit within about a half inch on either side. And uh, it was funny because uh, I saved a bit of money uh, on that shipment because it was from China. And I saved, I think I saved like $1,000 on that thing by going over to Vancouver and picking it up from the dockyards myself, doing the customs paperwork and all that stuff. And I got it a, a bit earlier. The biggest plus was I wanted it a month earlier. And uh, and when I got to the shipyard, it was all kind of, I guess it was this Chinese run company. And there's these guys were just kind of like really hard faced dockyard workers and they're they just watched me they just watched me <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to take this crate apart and they go, okay, but you better clean it up. Uh, and I'm going to take it apart in your parking lot and jam this in the back of this truck. And, uh, and just, they all kind of took smoke breaks at that time. And, just saw <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and it just fit. And then I had to take all of the crate that I'd broken off and fit that in as well. Cause I couldn't leave a, a single piece of it there oh, no. <laughs> and then go find some dumpsters to spread it out in. Uh, um, that's right. <laughs> I'm actually... looking at this going, uh, nope. For those of you who are not following <laughs> Templo devices on Instagram, Highly recommend yeah. you do that. Very entertaining feed, I have <laughs> to say. Uh, I'm trying to have fun with it. Um, but yeah, it's just so weird for me to have like a space. Like I've always kind of lived in vehicles or, or traveled around for the last decade. So now I've got this beautiful space and, and I'm just accumulating projects now, picking up. I've got like two bases I'm building. I'm building these ribbon microphones now that are a lot of fun. They sound um, fantastic too, by the way. I think that's what you hear me through right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no there and again this is dave my buddy dave he's he's a he's a mad genius and i'll just you know we'll call each other every day or two and he's like oh i'm building ribbon microphones now and so like a lot of these leads i take from him and, and we kind of just share ideas i'm more the the mechanical physical artistic guy and he's more the electronic guy so if he's like building like right now he's doing a recreation of a moog synthesizer so i'm lasering him the panel and i would be the guy that would help figure out the the physical stuff and I have more of that brain and he's a lot better with the circuits. So like he's like for this splice mixer, we've been on the phone and he goes, Oh, what you're not getting consistent switching. It's also soft touch switching, which I like. Mm -hmm. Uh I put on there. And uh and uh we're on the phone and he's just like, Oh, change this, change that, try this, add this. I have no idea where he's getting this info, but it works, you know. And he just I, I say he's rain man with it because he just knows, he just intricately knows circuits and sound stuff and loves it deeply. And so having him on the team is amazing and i don't pay him he doesn't want money he just wants me to send him cool stuff every once in a while like he refuses to work for me but he'll call me every day and help me solve everything which is amazing that is amazing <laughs> good buddy to have yeah yeah we have a lot of fun we just and then we have weird pun contests back and forth and it gets, <laughs> it gets real bad uh my my wife would highly approve of that <laughs> Well, because we get themes and there's no rules. Like it'll just kind of announce, it's organic. Like he'll just kind of make a pun and we'll just roll with that for several hours until one of us goes, I, I give up. This is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Dude, uh, we're hitting our, our hour long time, which uh, is always okay. a heartbreaking part of the show because uh, I, I would love to just keep going. And uh, well, this is just the. This is just a warm up. We haven't started, have we? No, no, no. <laughs> what? Yeah. Not rolling. Can I, uh, in three, two, one. Yeah. Okay. Hi, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Um, but dude, it's been awesome having you on. I'm so glad because I've, I've been wanting to get you on for quite a while, even though you didn't know it. Thank you. I, I I appreciate it. It's it's strange to me that there's people out there who know what I'm doing, and and so I'm getting used to that. But I'm just trying to do the best job I can, and and I'm really excited to get this out. I'm super stressed. I'm like somebody's gonna invent a cooler battery amp in the next three weeks, and I'm screwed. I gotta I gotta get this out. Before. I think you're gonna be all right, buddy. Yep. I, I, think I hope so. Yeah. And if you guys could just edit that part out where I compared myself to Steve Jobs, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> sure, buddy. Oh, you man. got it. <laughs> Simple devices, the ego story. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there we go. Podcast title up. Or Dude, episode, just did it. title. Yeah. yeah. The ego <laughs> story. Oh, oh god. That's gonna be um, very tempting to call it that. Just, just, just you know what the best part is? Yeah. 
Is that you don't even really get a choice because yeah. I'm the one with the. <laughs> oh well, no! It's it's yeah, man. It's been a it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you Thank for doing you this. Um, we look forward to to seeing the uh, the Nomad come out, and uh, hopefully we can uh, get one in our pause someday and uh, do a little review of it for on the show. Yeah, I'd love to send you guys some and, cool stuff. I'm I'm building a, a tremolo that I really like. I'm just doing <laughs> limited. Okay. <laughs> oh boy yeah. okay. you can appeal to our greed off air <laughs> and uh i'm doing this vibrato that i really love it's based on you're, oh you're, you're killing me you're it's killing an amazing vibrato basically oh. so again this tremolo the vibrato and a reverb i might be releasing like as a combo with the vibrato are all part of my set for the last 10 years that i've just we found hobbyist stuff and, and compiled and changed it and 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 it's all stuff that my friends have been like oh i want can you sell me that one? I was like, no, that's my that's my personal one. So all of the stuff I'm making is literally just copies of the stuff I've been using. Were I unwed, I would <laughs> you in a gentlemanly fashion. Um, you throw that around a little. Yeah, I feel well, like I'm not first There's a lot of line. amazing and, and attractive people out there. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, you're lucky that this is a, a non-video call because you might, you know, you might see me. Oh, don't worry. Mind. Al's got a face for radio. It's okay. Yeah. That's... <laughs> My my strength and appeal is all in my sense of humor and uh, in the t- the timber of your voice. The mm. timber of my voice. <laughs> Hello. Uh, you, so you do great on those dating shows where there's a wall between. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> you can just see their hopelessness hit their face when they, the wall comes down. Just, oh, shattered dreams. <laughs> Should have picked contestant number two. Oh. Yeah. And and just in case anybody's wondering, the the templo is actually the Spanish. I sound like a hipster, but it's the Spanish version of. <laughs> it's just it's more original in terms of like registering a business and stuff is the only reason. But it's the it's my dog's name is Temple, which also sounds pretty hipster, but he's named after someone that I met. Um, my dog's name is Temple, and when we go to Mexico, his name is Templo, and so that's I started making guitars. I call it Temple Guitar Company, but that was taken by some guy in Australia. So I was just like, all right, well, we'll do Templo. It's weird, but it's memorable and unique. I like it. Yep. So it's named Love after it. my dog. All right. So, folks, get out there. Get on Instagram. Follow Templo Devices. Uh, he does have a website as well. It's which... a little janky, but we're getting it together. Yeah, but Instagram is primarily where you focus your, your yeah, energy that's, for most that's our, Yeah, that's, that's okay. our your head, yeah. And that's that's where the magic is. I, you know, I say our, but it's literally me doing everything. I have a friend that's coming on board to start helping, but I'm I'm doing everything. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, help Scott sleep a little better by checking out his stuff, buying some stuff, and uh, as as ever, thank you for tuning into Culture Guitarist and for checking out the show. Mm-hmm.